0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining us here today. My name is Micah. This is Sarah and we are two of the pastors at the Vine Church here in Pasco, Washington. Thank you for inviting us into your home, into your space to to listen to this message today.
1: Absolutely. So a couple weeks ago, I went up to a cabin up by Yakima and I took our dog Izzy with me. And I was really tired going in, going into this trip. I was, I was gone for 24 hours. And so I went to bed early and i was woken up at the crack of dawn by izzy so um our dog normally sleeps in a kennel or in our backyard however at the cabin she sleeps on the floor next to the bed and all of a sudden in the middle of the night i i not the middle of the night really early in the morning. I feel this paw on me. She's just hitting me with her paw. And finally she jumps on the bed and she's waking me up. She wants to go play outside. So I've gone into this trip pretty tired, but I knew the dog really needed to go outside. So I got up and I took her, I bundled up because it was nice and cold up there. I bundled up and I took her outside with her Frisbee that she loves to play catch with. And as I'm getting up, as I'm bundling up and going outside, I was super grumpy about this. Um, I might have said some not nice things to the dog at this <laughs> time. I was grumpy, I was groggy, and I was frustrated that she had woken me up. But when I opened the back door, I was just hit in the face by the brisk morning air. It's up in the mountains, so it's nice and cool. And as I walked out and started throwing the Frisbee with her, I noticed that the sun was rising and the sun was about to come over the horizon. And and I remember the moment that my perspective shifted, my, that moment when I'm like, oh, wait a second, let me look around. And here I am in a very still, beautiful place watching the sunrise. And I remember in that moment th- feeling so thankful for nature, so thankful for that space
0: to be in nature. So today we're going to talk about thankfulness, and in some respects we're a week ahead, but um, if you've been with our church uh, in previous years, you know that Uh, next Sunday, we're going to be doing Friendsgiving, and that's a meal shared together, and that is our entire worship service. So we're going to kind of lead into that a week ahead of time, talking about giving thanks. And, uh, now, well, Thanksgiving as a national holiday has all its, uh, background and story to it. What we want to do today is we want to look into kind of a biblical understanding and Israel's understanding of giving thanks and why they would give thanks. Now, throughout scripture, uh, there is thanksgiving offered to God throughout the Psalms, throughout all the books of the Bible, we can find this idea of giving thanks. And if you look at the broad scope of scripture and kind of try to group together, what is it we're thankful for? There's three primary subjects that come to the surface in scripture. Uh, the first is um, we are thankful, or, or Israel and the authors of scripture, were thankful for God's character. You see that coming up time and time again. Thankfulness for God's provision and thankfulness for God's deliverance so the three things we'll look at is God's character God's provisions and God's deliverance and then at the end on Sunday we'll be uh we'll be um taking communion together Mm -hmm. and expressing our our gratitude thankfulness in that respect as well
1: Absolutely. So today we're going to lean heavily on the Psalms, and the Psalms are a collection of prayers and and songs, worship songs. So some of these Psalms were public worship songs that the the Israelite people sang in their worship services. Others are, are private prayers that people wrote to god i love the psalms personally because they're very poetic in nature they're very lyrical in nature and that lends itself to being um the Psalms are very raw and emotional and very real in fact you'll find all sorts of emotions in the psalms and so today we're going to be reading a whole lot of scripture together and, and we invite you just to listen to Scripture, and the Psalms we'll be reading are Psalms of Thanksgiving, and we would love um, for you guys, as as we do this together, and also um, in in the week to come, to use the Psalms as a jumping off point. Uh, the Psalms as a starting point to praise God and to give thanks. So as Micah said, so we're in scripture, we see uh, God's people being thankful for God's character, for who God is. And this is how one psalmist puts it in Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. And the sea is his for he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. You know, I know a song um, with these lyrics. And so when I when I kid, read yeah. it as a kid, mm-hmm. like that song is playing in my head. And I love that. That's part of the beauty of singing scripture is that we remember it. So this psalmist invites us to praise and give thanks, because God is our creator. David, King David, another psalmist, continues this theme of praising the creator in Psalm 139.
0: He says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well.
1: And I love that word, you knit me together Hmm. in my mother's womb. You know, the Hebrew word for knit together is this carefully woven, purposefully shaped and intertwined. I love this, this very purposeful word of God creating us. So we give thanks to God because he is our creator and specifically because he is a good and loving creator. The psalmist from um, Psalm 145 writes this, writes, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all and has compassion on all he has made. So not only did he create everything and everyone, but he has compassion on all he has made. Another psalmist in Psalm 116 writes, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. So return to rest my soul for the Lord has been good. To you. We are invited to give thanks to God, the all powerful creator, because God is good, God is compassionate, and God is loving.
0: You know, those moments in life when you realize just how fortunate you are, or how good God has been, and it just kind of overflows. You know, many of these psalms overlap in the categories that we listed here. In fact, the last psalm of, or the last statement of that psalm you just read, is because the Lord has been good to you. So we're thankful because the Lord has been good to you. Sarah described how uh, a lot of thanksgiving in scripture relates to the character of God. The second idea is God's provision, that God has been good to us, that God has given to us graciously. Now, in in Israel, they had three primary feasts each year. There was many other festivals and uh, feasts, but three primary that. Um All the men of Israel would travel to Jerusalem to participate in these three. Those three are Passover, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And we've probably heard of Passover. That comes up, especially in the life of Jesus. We'll talk about that one in just a minute. But the Feast of Weeks is an interesting one, and it's what I want to touch base on because it revolved around Thanksgiving, giving thanks to God. Uh, It was also called the Feast of First Fruits or Pentecost. Now, Pentecost, we've heard that. That name in the book of Acts. It's a lot of
1: different names. A,
0: a lot, lot of different of names. Of <laughs> names. It's kind of confusing. I spent actually quite a bit of time trying to check my sources and figure out now which one is which. It has a number of names um, because it's 50 days after they start harvesting in the spring. So it's called Pentecost for that reason. Uh, it's called um, the Feast of First Fruits because they're celebrating the first harvest of the year. So they travel to Jerusalem to share in this feast and this meal. Deuteronomy 16.9 captures some interesting elements about how how they celebrated this first harvest. It says, Count off seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain, then celebrate the festival of weeks, also known as the first fruits, to the Lord your God by giving a freewill offering in proportion to the blessings the Lord your God has given to you. And rejoice before the Lord your God at the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name. And listen to this, Uh, rejoice before the Lord, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, the Levites in your towns and the foreigners, the fatherless and the widows living among you. So he says in this season, now this is really unique and interesting because in Israel, we often view them as a nation separate from the other nations. And in some respects they were, and for a number of different reasons that we don't have time to get into today. But listen to what happens in the fe- festival of weeks or of first fruits. They come together and they express their great gratitude To God for his provisions. We are harvesting because God has been good to us. And they don't do so in isolation. They do it with the slaves and with the foreigners. And everyone comes together to thank God for something which is universal. Things like the rain and the harvest and the provisions that he gives to all humanity.
1: It's almost as Mm if thanking God is an equalizer in society. It, It puts everyone on the same level. Let's come together to thank God.
0: Yeah, since we're running a little tangent. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Let's go a little further. Um, this festival is yeah. interesting because it's the, it's the only one or one of the only ones, um, not linked to a specific event in Israel's history. Mm-hmm. So it's not linked specifically to Israel as much as it is to the land and God's provision in that respect, which I think is pretty yeah. beautiful. In Psalm chapter fi- uh, 65, verses 8 through 13, the psalmist uh, expresses this thankfulness for God's provision in this way says, the whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders, where morning dawns, where evening fades. You call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for, uh, for so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. It speaks of a God who provides for the earth, for the land. Um, Sarah and I uh, record here in um, a prayer room, uh, a place we have set aside, dedicated to prayer here in our church. And uh, one of the young people in our church um, uh uh, has uh, drawn a picture of nature, of creation, mm-hmm. and it shows the birds and the trees and the land, mm-hmm. and it says nature is kind and good. And I thought that was pretty beautiful yeah. and cool. And this is the idea the psalmist is yeah. expressing. God cares for the land, and the land cares for humanity. Psalms mm-hmm. chapter 23 uh, expresses on a more personal sense um, God's provision in life. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. So this is the idea of thankfulness uh, towards God for His provisions found in Scripture. And I hope that we can each in our lives pause to consider, how has God provided? Uh, we're coming into a season where we'll get to spend some time with friends and family, share meals together. God has provided abundantly for us. And where there is not abundance, like in the story of Deuteronomy there, uh, the design is that we, the church, uh, come together together to provide for each other, that together we can uh, uh, celebrate Mm -hmm. God's abundance and his provisions in our lives.
1: That's pretty powerful. So as we continue to talk about thanksgiving, giving thanks to God, in scripture we see people giving thanks to God because of God's character, because of God's provision, and also because of God's deliverance. And the Israelite people, they were great at telling stories and remembering the stories. And whenever there was talk of God's deliverance, almost always there's talk of the Exodus story. So the Israelite people, and moved, there was a famine, and so they moved to Egypt to um, because of the famine, and they ended up multiplying and growing there as a people, and they grew so numerous that the pharaoh there grew scared of the Israelites, and so he enslaved them, and they were for 400 years, a really long time, they were slaves in Egypt, and the Exodus stories tells of Moses of God sending Moses with his brother Aaron to perform these miraculous signs and, and plagues to convince the Pharaoh to let his people go. And the Pharaoh eventually does, but then he goes after them with his army. And just when everything seemed hopeless, God God delivered Israel. God, um, saves them from their enemies. And so we're going to read Psalm 136 and it tells the story of, of remembering how God delivered the, the Israelites from Egypt. And one of the things I love about the Psalms is there's a refrain. There's a, a phrase that's repeated over and over. And that, that's this. His love endures forever. But the reason why God delivers is because his love endures forever. So I invite you to listen with me to Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and brought Israel out from among them with a mighty hand and outstretched arm to him who divided the Red Sea asunder and brought Israel through the midst of it, but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea to him who led his people through the wilderness. His love endures forever. Forever. He remembered us in our lowly state. His love endures forever and freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. You know, generation after generation, the Israelites remembered what God had done for them. And this was a pattern that God continually saved his people and delivered his people. But they remembered. Um, the Exodus story and coming out of that with the Passover and the festival of the unleavened bread, which was the, the, the festival that happening at the same time as the Passover. So in the Passover, they would sacrifice a Passover lamb. They would stand up and eat the meal as if they're about to get, go on this trip, just like they had when they were in Egypt and God brought them out. And, and they ate unleavened bread for, for seven, seven days because they didn't have time to let the bread the bread rise or anything like that when they left Egypt. And so the purpose of the Passover and this festival was to remember what God had done and to give thanks. You know, sometimes I think we have... Um, a little bit of amnesia when it comes <laughs> to what God has done in our lives. We tend to, to forget after, after it happens and forget what God has done both in history and in our personal lives. And so we're invited to intentionally remember the works of God and to, to intentionally cultivate this attitude of thankfulness and remembering.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we've looked at uh, the um, sources of thankfulness found in Israel's story and in the Bible. And the question becomes, so we today, as a continuation of this story of God working in the world, we, the church, what does it look like to live into thankfulness today? I think there's a number of applications we can take in our lives and and consider. For instance, what does it look like for me to uh, really live into the thankfulness of God? Um, Telling stories and remembering what God has done in our lives, both the big things and the small things, but intentionally engaging the narrative that is God's work in our lives in a thankful posture before other people is going to be a very beautiful witness in our lives. Um, One of my favorite things and our favorite things is spending time in nature, Um, just uh, being thankful to the Creator. Uh, God's so vast that He can create such beauty and diversity in the world around us. Um, Spending time reflecting on the character of God through Scripture or in our prayer time, uh, recognizing who God is and who we are in light of Him, his, His beloved children, and then finally, gathering in community to worship. And so we come together each week on Sundays and other times in other ways, but we come together and we spend time in worship each week. And, um, and one of the things we're doing this Sunday at, at church uh, that we do pretty regularly is taking communion. And communion has been a source of uh, thankfulness and reflection upon God's provision and his deliverance uh, that's taken place for the last 2,000 years. In fact, a few minutes ago, Sarah talked about how every year Israel would practice uh, have, have Passover. They would have this festival, and um, it was at the Passover meal that Jesus sat there with his closest disciples. He'll be arrested very soon and soon crucified. And he's sitting with his closest followers and he takes the bread from the table and he breaks it. And he says, anytime you break bread together, remember my body that's broken for you. And he takes the wine that's at the table and he says, anytime you drink together, then remember my blood that's poured out for you. And so we take communion together. And in fact, if you're not here with us uh, in person on Sunday, and if you'd like to pause and go grab mm-hmm. some bread and, and something to drink traditionally, that's grape juice or wine, but use what you have and maybe... Maybe take communion this morning, remembering that you are not alone in this journey of faith, that we break bread this morning, too, in a different location. But together we can break bread and remember uh, what Jesus has done to express our gratitude towards him uh, for all that he's done done. So I'd like to say a prayer. It'll relate to communion and our thankfulness as we close out today. God, we thank you for this day and this time, this uh, opportunity we have to explore all that we have to be thankful for. We thank you for who you are, God. Jesus, we thank you for your love and sacrifice, and Spirit, we thank you for your continued work in our lives. Um, Today, as we break bread, as we um, take communion, God, we're just thankful. Uh, Jesus, thankful for for your sacrifice, your immense love, and we are so thankful, God, for resurrection, for deliverance, for hope of new life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you have a wonderful week.
0: Bye, friends.